having the athletes, the black country blokes chewing a fat about everything that is mental health and disability and everything in between. With me, Kev Dillon, Lee Cabman, Craig Pinches, and our very special guest today, Emily Barney, who is the proud um, owner of um, Gravy Banana. So, Emily, thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. And after the songs, we'll be talking about that interesting name, uh, Gravy Banana. But what we're going to do is we're going to start the show as we do every week. We're going to start it as, well, like our support group that we do every Wednesday evening, 7 till 9 at the Lions Boxing Club. And I don't know, what's positive happened in the last week? I mean, for me, I was very honoured to be invited to Buckingham Palace, where I took part in the Queen's Baton Relay. Was there and we met some brilliant hometown heroes as well as Blind Dave, who's been on the show. Remarkable bloke and his partner Debbie, remarkable woman. And look forward to uh, him coming back on in December because he's having some more brilliant news. So I look forward to having him on. Craig, what's that happened this week, bruv? Uh, it's probably be today, actually. I've seen my son play his first competitive football match for his school uh, and he got man of the match. So. Um, watching him do that and, and seeing how proud everyone was of him and him of himself, that's that's my highlight of the week. And Mr. Catman? Oh, um, probably had a brilliant business meeting on Monday and it looks like I've got an investor for my business, fingers crossed, so hopefully the, uh, that helps her. So that's probably, probably that. And Emily, what's been happening? Oh yeah, you've caught me off guard. <laughs> um, um, well, just uh, just busy enjoying my uh, my work. My uh, um, practice is growing, um, and yeah, just enjoying the work with the, the with my clients and helping people every day, doing what I do. Love my job. I mean, it's funny because we've always started our support group in this radio with so name three things that's been happening this week, and it was funny enough. I watched one of your videos on Facebook, and it was. Tell me something positive, because mm. when, we, when we're going through things in our head, we're often reliving, well, if he says this, I'm going to say that, and we have to go over negative, mm. and it's by you saying, think of something positive. Mm. That's why me and Lee have started changing the show, and uh, would you like to explain a little bit about that? Uh, well, yeah, well, absolutely. Well, um, well basically, uh, the, um, the brain can't tell... Um, I don't... I don't do I need to give the context of who I am? Or what? Oh, let's I'm, go. For, let's tell, yeah, tell uh, everything about yourself. Uh, well, well, just a little bit about Well, I'm a, I'm a clinical psychologist by background. That's my training. And my, my, my business is a mental health practice, just just to give that um, context. And so, yeah, so to... Um, when you're thinking positively, basically, Kev, the, the brain can't tell the difference between imagination and reality so when you're um you know when you're visualizing or you're when you, what you're saying you're imagining something negative or you're saying something negative the brain's you know firing off the same circuits in the brain as if you know you, if you're imagining the worst case scenario it, it uses the same circuits as if actually you know that scenario is playing out so <clears throat> if you think positive and you, when you're saying positive things you are using a different part of your brain you know and that's the part of the brain um, that we want to strengthen and create more neural pathways and, and get these messages through nice and clearly. So the more you the more you use it, you know, the more you the more the stronger they grow. So the more you you uh, focus on the positive, you know, the easier it's going to to be to think positively. You know, so is this the, mm. the kind of way that uh, affirmations w- mm, work yeah, for yourself? Yeah. So saying yeah. that they say to say it like ten times over in your head, don't yeah. they? To to kind of kind of embed it in your brain and keep doing it day after day and then those things tend to come to fruition yeah absolutely like where you where you um 
choose to concentrate your attention um, is worthwhile um, um, thinking about basically and it's worthwhile being being careful about where you choose to to concentrate your attention you know because um, there's always positives there's always negatives but we could choose by choosing to concentrate on the positive aspects of our life then we're going to start generating more of a chemical called serotonin which is really important for regulating emotions and making us feel calmer and more confident well, yeah it, it's for love when we're doing the baton relay and everyone's there because nerves are contagious aren't they mm. if you see someone in a crowd they're nervous you go what what's he worried about and then you start worrying about it because they know something that you don't know yeah. and someone said to me because are you nervous given don't worry i've walked every day of my life since i've been a child <laughs> and, and i've carried things i've carried things and walked mm. and they go what do you mean i went why are we panicked you know we've got to carry a baton and, and they're going oh yeah i went we've all walked but it's so easy to get down that rabbit hole of what if? How about if I shrimp? How about if I fall? How about if I drop the baton? How about and you go? And it's not what you're saying, but your mind doesn't know that I haven't dropped the baton. It doesn't know that I haven't fell down the stairs, but. In my mind, in my body, I feel that tired that I have. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah, when the brain is doing that what ifs, you know, it's going really quick. It's going, what if this, what if that, what if that? You actually, there's a different part of your brain, um, um, sort of the lower parts of your brain. So the called your amygdala is, 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 is sort of got a hold of that. And you're, um, you're using the primitive parts of your brain. So that, that's sort of linked with the negative thinking, thinking the worst case scenario. And the primitive part of your brain's thinking it's protecting you. But when we're in that part of the brain, it can't sort of... Um, sort of be innovative and try new things so you, you always have the uh you can always have the take control you know use a different part of your brain so when you then decide to actually uh you know this is where self-talk is actually really helpful you know when you could say things like uh um, you know, when you're noticing the what is, first of all, just noticing actually actually helps you to regain intellectual control. You know, so just noticing, oh, I'm, uh, my mind is going, what if, what if, I, you know, so I'm in my primitive mind right now. Actually, that that's actually the first step. That that gives you the um, the intellectual control to make a decision now about what you want to do. But um, yeah, the um, it's the way that primitive part of the brain works. You know, it works. It's a quick negative mind you know so when you notice your mind jump into these worst case scenarios and thinking what if that what what if that what if this um you know it happens to all of us we all do it but um uh that's not the part of the brain that's going to make the best decisions for you and make the proper assessment of the situation you know so uh so we to help ourselves we gain sort of intellectual control in that situation okay starts with sort of an awareness that we're uh we've gone primitive and uh, we can um self-talk's really helpful as well like uh you know thinking of um concentrating on um i think i used an example in actually one of my videos you know if you're in a social situation and and, and you don't want it to be there and you're thinking well uh, you know, what if, uh, you know, what if people think, uh, you know, I say something that embarrasses myself or what if like I can't get to the toilet or what if, the, 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 you know, I can't leave when I want to and things like this and you start to sort of feel trapped and out of control. You know, you start to, when you concentrate your mind on uh, <clears throat> what um what you do like you know in that situation focus on what you do enjoy in that situation or you know so focus on uh, i think in that example of a social say a party or something you know focus on who is there that you do enjoy talking to you know there's always something the point i'm trying to make uh, is that there is always something you can do so focus on that you know in that situation well what can i you know that there's who who do i like here or you know what what can i do that makes me feel comfortable you know what um who can I talk to that I do like, or who who do I feel able to to uh, you know what do I feel able to do? You know, well, that, focus on what you can do and what you want, and then you'll start to feel 
better instantly, you know, so it helps to deal with anxiety. Sorry, Kev. That, that was the video I was thinking mm. of because it related so much to me because I had that sexual anxiety when I go to a pub, can I find the toilet because I'm being visually impaired and, yeah. and how about if I don't like it, how about if I lose Kate? And then, and when you were saying all these examples, it is brilliant, find uh, Gravy Banana on Facebook and Instagram <laughs> and Emily does these videos and it related so much to me because I was thinking, that's me and I, I go, yeah. well, how about if I can't, how about, yeah. and I, how about if I get lost and, and then by you saying, well, just think, well, Kate will be there, or mm. your mate will be there, or if you are lost, then you've got a mobile phone nowadays, yeah. or you can ask the barman. And, yeah. and we often think about the hurdles instead of the solutions. Yeah. And when we look at the hurdles, it become a minefield, can't it? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And it just, it just, we get stuck in that trap of sort of negative thinking, you know? Um, and we'll do it, so it's not unique to you. It, it, you think, oh, that's me, that is, but, it, but we all can do it, you know? Um, we all have that part, we all have the ba same basic brain structure, so we all have the potential to, to uh, just, just to get stuck in the what ifs, and, uh, you know? Um, and, um, yeah, it's really, it's, it, it can feel like we're out of control, you know, because mm. we are this bit. So we can regain the control, as I say, by choosing how to use your mind and where to where to focus your attention. So certainly start to focus your attention and finding that sweet, sweet spot, or, you know, what, what you can... Uh, uh, what you can do, you know, in that situation, and um, you know, because you're, you're the primitive part of your brain that takes over. It thinks it's protecting you right, by covering all all the case scenarios, all the worst case scenarios, because it's so it's re it's running those out thinks it's protecting you but actually what you're doing every time you're saying what if that what if that your brain's visualizing it happening so before you even go to the event itself you've been to it 50 times 50 times it's been a disaster so that's why you, all the while you're increasing your anxiety you know um, because the brain can't tell the difference so does that make sense like yeah. so you go to the you go to the party sorry, sorry. it's okay uh, there's boxes out there that actually use that in reverse and they'll mm -hmm. they'll play out a fight in the head yeah um Get, they'll basically play it out that they get the victory at the end and yeah. they, they kind of reverse that psychology to use absolutely. it as a, a that's, bonus. That's, that's exactly the the bottom line of sports psychologists, basically. Yeah, absolutely. Is you visualising the positive outcome that you want and the more you can bring that to life in your imagination, so not just sort of watching it in a movie, it, like as in a sort of a movie in your mind, but really connecting to like how it would feel and being really specific on the sort of, uh, you know, and, and with boxes, I imagine, there'd sort of be the movement as well with it. And really, really, sort of uh, visualising how exactly you want to feel so what success looks like mm. you know visualising kind of feel that. the referee yeah. lifting your hand up and yeah absolutely like everything we know from studies you know that um from uh, like I think uh, there's some basketball studies where there's been groups of people who are uh, trained to sort of throw uh, like uh, they actually do the actions of practicing getting the ball in the net and people who are just visualizing and I think actually there wasn't too much <coughs> difference in this study of actually performance you know so we just know just the power of visualizing just performing executing that skill you know so it's really really um, it is doesn't that share the strength of your mind yeah your mind's powerful mm. organ it is it is but your mind's like the rest of our body Body. Mm. We don't just go, oh, I'm fit, or oh, I'm strong, mm. or oh, I'm well. You have to work at it, don't you, Emily? And it's bit by bit, and it's mental exercise, physical exercise, so go hand in hand. It's yeah. You don't just wake up. Some, some children are born confident, yeah. or born strong, or born yeah. athletic. But most of us have to work at it to perfect it. Yeah, every, everything is pretty much everything is learned behaviour, isn't it? We've always we've learned these things. So if we find if we find ourselves in life in a, in, a, in a place where we're not happy with, you know, we're not happy with, you know, we've we've learned sort of patterns of behaviour to get there. So if you think you want to make changes to your life, you're going to have to retrain your brain and learn new ways. And the brain has neuroplasticity; it can relearn even to the day we die. We're relearning, so it can do it, but it takes uh, effort. 
and uh, you know uh, um, um, yeah it takes effort and a bit of discipline um, consistency like you say there is the key but you can, you can everyone can achieve what you want to uh, absolutely I remember when we were talking before in one of the lockdowns and you were saying about the different parts of the brain <laughs> the um, like, is it the dinosaur part of the brain too could you mind just tell us a bit about that please uh, yeah, the well, brain, the new brain. yeah. So I don't know where to start. Like I could talk for hours and hours. I'm just um, yeah, essentially, um, uh, yeah. You've got if it's probably a good way of thinking of it. You've got sort of if you if we were to make it sort of the brain's a complex organ. But if I suppose if we can split it roughly into two parts, you've got um, your intellectual mind, which is this big cortex that t- sticks on, on on top, which is the noose part, um, and the, the, the older primitive part, your limbic system, you know, and your primitive part sort of sits structurally lower down, deep in the brain, you've got your cortex on top. So your primitive part, you know, that's the bit that um, is reactive, you know, when we're in that, when that part of the brain is in control subconsciously, we, we know it is because we're, we're reactive, you know, in situations where angry, anxious and depressed, you know, that those are the parts of the brain where those sort of emotions live so when when we are fully in complete control in our intellectual mind things aren't we're not reactive such we're making a proper assessment of situations and and generally very positive so essentially with therapy you know people come in all therapy does essentially is to 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 help people to to start to connect and use the right parts there are all those resources in that intellectual mind that they're not using because their primitive mind their amygdala particularly has got hold and is interpreting new information sort of um, as threats you know and keeping you in that survival mode so um and when does that do we normally use like the primitive mind is that not because I, I i don't I, me personally i find it's like when i'm run down i'm juggling mm, too yeah. many balls and spinning too many plates and yeah. then I'm snappy, aggressive, paranoid. Yeah, absolutely. So your your amygdala is the first part of the brain that receives information from the outside world. That's sort of the centre bit of your um, primitive mind. So... So, so basically, it's your like threat detector. It's your fight, flight, sort of depression area of the brain. So basically, when information comes in through your senses, like that, that amygdala has to detect like whether this information is whether we're in danger. You know, it's jobs to detect right this new new thing that's happening. This information coming in, right? Is it dangerous? You know, if um, if uh, if if it's not, you know, it will quickly pass through into your intellectual mind. You know, and and there won't be sort of the fear associated with it. But if um, you know, if um, if we're stressed out in life and there's a lot going on, we're more that amygdala becomes um, uh, oversensitive, um, and then starts to um, see threats and situations that aren't there. Um, you know, and um, and you know, it makes us more likely to respond and react to, to you know, we're very sort of on guard and vigilant. So, yeah, therapy helps to calm that amygdala down because we know that um, amygdala, like check, like all parts of the brain not set in stone, we know from uh, just to, to go into it, we just know that amygdala, people who have had chronic stress or trauma in their life, like their amygdala is, um, is bigger and denser, you know, so the amygdala gets bigger. But we also know people who have made significant changes to their life, like I said, amygdala are reduces in size you know so and you think that's just to keep us safe from potential uh, predators oh yeah absolutely it's the it's that fight flight depression area of the brain yeah absolutely keeps it so 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 let's imagine you're walking down the street you come out of here and you walk down the street you know and you and you bump into a polar bear <laughs> coming at you you know what would happen you know instantly your anxiety shoots up and you lose control of your intellectual part of your brain you come down into your primitive part of your brain your amygdala's alarm bell sounds it talks to something called your hypothalamus which 
sends a signal to your adrenal glands and sends out that shot of that dump of adrenaline we all know you know so that it makes your heart beat really fast pumps all the blood to the major muscle groups to give you that power to to fight the threat or <laughs> get out of there like a shot doesn't it so um, that fight flight and also actually in that that mode your body um is getting rid of all the blood from the major organ um, all the blood from the parts of the body that aren't needed for speed and strength you know so that's why you get your body empties your digestive system because you don't need to be digesting food whilst you're fighting or running away from a polar bear so that's why you get your stomach churning or you feel sick or you are sick or it goes the other way and yeah. you have problems with diarrhea and things like that we're emptying our so and that's all a, that's completely um that's a completely outside of conscious control that happens before that your body's kicked that in before you're even really conscious aware of it you can't control that bit we can never control the fight flight response that that's that's automatic kicks in once we're aware we've gone into fight flight mode then then we can regain the intellectual control um we have the choice but we can never stop the um the, the the initial fight flight response so that so if you're really stressed in life you, you you're more likely to respond to things in that fight flight mode you know um, which which if you're the stress in life would reduce you're more likely to the amygdala is going to be calmer and just take things in um, rather than sort of stressing and reacting to it so it hasn't got all that adrenaline and cortisol running through your body and i think that's like yeah. something like myself <laughs> because i suffer with a nervous belly a lot yeah as we're boxing or like so i've always lived my life with nerves I've, Lot, nerves have got me through life, anxieties held me in my tracks, you know what I mean? Mm. But I can often feel like that, my belly's just going, oh, yeah. here it comes, here it comes, yeah. here it comes. Yeah. And sometimes when you've got nowhere to throw the adrenaline at, you can't sleep, you can't rest, you can't yeah. be comfortable. It's yeah. like, well, what do I do with it now? Yeah, absolutely. Well, absolutely. The, the boxing will be helping a lot because as human beings, we're designed to move our body. Actually, it, it just change it, that's how we release the a lot of the time we release all that 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 stress hormones the adrenaline the cortisol and you feel better not just really not just releases the the stress hormones but you create the endorphins and the good chemicals you know that make you feel good so absolutely moving your body we're designed as humans to move our body absolutely um you know but um certainly activities that relax the mind you know it's so important to be able to switch that mind off so actually doing any positive actions any positive interactions or positive thinking <coughs> all release your serotonin so positive action can be anything you know anything that takes your sort of flow of like electricity you know if you're focusing on the polar bear or that anything that takes your mind off that sort of switches that off will help you um you know so even if it's going for a run or go and take the dog out for a walk or whatever taking positive action you do that consistently every day and turn your mind you do that and um, you really are will help yourself you know so you're not adding to your sort of stress bucket if you like so um yeah but anything that gets your mind anything you can do as well to relax that amygdala so really nice for relaxation and you know, people who are into mindfulness or meditation really does help or anything just really to to absorb yourself in if people like a good uh, film you know or it's um i think all things like that are so helpful you know any 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 positive actions any positive interactions and positive thinking therapy we call that the three p's it stands with so and what you're doing you're training people in therapy to start to consistently live their lives within these what we call positive positive parameters you know these three p's as much as you can because that's what gives you this constant flow of serotonin so every time you think positively act positively or interact positively you release a bit of serotonin but actually what we want is the constant flow of serotonin and that and that's produced by the 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 consistency of your thought patterns 
So it's the, this constant flow of serotonin that gives you this solid feeling that I can cope with life, you know. So life, you know, so um, we all have stress, we all have things going on. But when your serotonin's flowing, you just have this solid feeling that I can cope, yeah, and you're not overwhelmed by it. So that's your flow of serotonin. And you do that by... Cons- the consistency of your thought patterns that makes does that make sense yeah it makes perfect yeah. sense we've always just said like find your medicine haven't we guys mm. you know whether that's boxing music walking the dog chatting to an old pal mm. it's finding that medicine and mm. it's just different words mm. i mean i mean do you want to go into that craig so if you want to say yeah there's i mean i'm going through it at the moment like a lot of those um the self-awareness things, reading the books, listening to the books and whatever else, uh, the law of attraction, mm. certain things like that and where you say, uh, you know, the positive affirmations, mm. they can only be effective if you state them presently. So not I want to be, I will be, but I am. Mm. That's mm. why Muhammad Ali, I am the greatest yeah. even before he was champion. Yeah. Uh, it was a positive affirmation. Because the brain I, pictures it when you say that. Exactly. You know? It yeah. becomes real then and yeah. then it can manifest. Yeah. And it doesn't matter... If you put a time scale on it, then you may be, you know, you, you're sort of, it's too much of a rigid structure. Yeah. But if you say, I am this, I am this. Yeah. Uh, I wrote a quote once and it was, I am more than I am not. You know, and if you can repeat that to yourself, yeah. it don't matter how many negatives you have through that day, you'll always realise that you are more yeah. than what you aren't. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I'm going through a lot of that, wow. like I say, I'm trying to find my centre again. Mm. And finding my centre, you know, what I said last week, people keep moving it. But the trouble is, it's not finding it; it's maintaining it. Because then you've got to you've got to constantly be working on your mentality, uh, your, like your mind frame. Because if if you like myself, go off on a tangent mm. before you know it, you've lost consciousness of where you were. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't um, it doesn't have to be like uh, effort or perceived like you know work. It's like it's just um, a thing we're just um, holding in mind, you know, paying attention to, like. Um, you know, if we want to eat healthy, you know, um, <clears throat> or if, if that's important to sort of uh, to to have a good diet, you know, if, if if you sort of take that off your attention and you just start eating like chocolate bar after chocolate bar or whatever every day, then you know you're going to end up you're going to um, have poor health and and be overweight. You know, if you just completely take that off, out, you know, that's not what you're thinking about, like food. So it's a similar sort of thing. If you don't even sort of um, have it on your radar, your mental health on your radar, then, you know, chances are it, it's, it's going to slip a little bit. But if you have it on your radar as a, as a thing that's, um, that's sort of your, um, it's part of your life, you know, yeah. it's, um, it just becomes a way of life. It's not sort of effort. It's just the way you're living your life, you know. Um, but you are, if, uh, if you're trying to make big changes, then there's yeah. sort of the effort involved to put in, but then you start to get a rhythm with it, you know, where it becomes like... And um, I think it is, yeah. uh, what I've come across as well lately in some of the books is, it is about living here and now, because yeah. now is all you have. Yeah. You know, the rest of it is imagination. Yeah. It, it lives, it, it's out of your control. And I know a lot of That's people right. say that, and I, I don't think that they... They either don't grasp the concept or they take the concept for granted and then it's more of a like a throwaway comment, yeah. live for now. It's like I've, I've started to put that into practice. I've got some dates coming up that I'm not too excited about yeah. going, you know, a couple of days away from my family and this and the other, and I'm not looking forward to it. But I've started to tell myself, Craig, it doesn't matter right now. And when the time comes, you'll spend that time, those two days, then it will be gone. That's it. Like, it, it's nothing's forever. That you'll, I'll be dreading it and dreading it and dreading it and dreading it. And then when it comes, I'll think, well, I've spent the time away mm. from my family, but, it, you know, I'm back with them now. Mm. So all that worry, yeah. those weeks leading up to it, 
what was the point? That's right. You know, you've, here and now is all you have. Mm. The past cannot be touched in the future. You know, we're not promised the next hour, right. the next 10 minutes. Yeah. We're not promised any of that. Yeah. So here and now is what you're feeling, is what you're thinking. Mm. And that's the only thing mm. that has any substance, yeah. you know. And I think teaching yourself that and training your mind to, to feel like that and to think like that. Yeah. You know, is a marvelous thing. And I really like that your words. They're like practice. Like it's something I like practice because it's it is. We're just pra- you know, it's um we get it wrong sometimes. And yeah. we're you know, it's it, it's a practice. It's like a daily, and a, that's a really nice way of putting it. You know, it's um something you're practicing and working on. So, so yeah. I've been doing. Try- I've been trying to do that with sleep because I've always had problems sleeping. Over analytical mind, boom, just always firing day and night. I'm a creative, so I already have that yeah. tortured soul. Um, so mind's always thinking. And what I try and do now is create create a place. I was saying last week when I lay about, I feel that we each have an ocean within us, you know, because even when you breathe in and out deep breaths, it sounds like the ocean. Uh, your tears are salty, your, you know, your sweaty salty. And that's, I feel akin to the ocean. Yeah. And I feel maybe that's why, um, you know, that's, this is just what's working for me. Yeah. Uh, and I've created a space now when I'm going to sleep where no one exists, nothing exists, only... Not even what I love, not log cabins, not waterfalls, not that, but the colours and the mm-hmm. sounds of those. So when I go in there, no one's welcome, but I can see the colours, there's no hard lines, nothing, and the sounds, and that's what I started to do. And I'll be honest, I think I've had maybe two bad night sleeps since <laughs> since then, and that's been going about two weeks well, now. Doing. Well, a great, well, a great achievement. You know, you found yourself into that, that role and you've created that for yourself, you know, and it's... um. Um, you know, really, and, and that's the success. You know, all we need in life is is, is this, nat- you know, an attitude of mind that's positive and forward looking. You know, that's the really help when we focus on success. You know, we don't need to focus on uh, our failures. We just focus on these these little seeds of success as well, or help yeah. to give our flow of um, this serotonin I talked about. And yeah. you've 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 used your be- you'll use your res- your mind has used the resources there it has. You know, a beautiful creative mind. You know, is, yeah. is found. Yeah, that's a resource you have uh, that's that that you're using. Well, I came across, um, I don't know if you've ever heard of, I believe, Earl Nightingale, um, a, a great speaker from like the 50s. He actually got a gold record because what he'd done is he recorded like a positive speech to leave to his workers while he was away to play to, play to them. Um, and they wanted copies, people wanted copies to give friends. So we paid Columbia Records to, to um, produce multiple copies and he actually got a gold record because it sold that many. I believe it's called The Secret Speech, but don't quote me on that. And he said he was walking down the road this once and he seen construction works going on. And he said this big digger with 20 tonnes of dirt, 30 tonnes of dirt in it. And this little man perched on top. He said, now that is the exact way our mind is. You know, we've got this big, powerful thing. He says, we wouldn't just let that roam around on its own, would we? Us as that little man has to control that and drive it where we want, otherwise you end up in a ditch. And I thought that was a great analogy to to say how powerful your mind is and you're still driving that mind, mm-hmm. you know, so you have to control the mind, don't let it go where it wants mm-hmm. to. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, I like that. It's really good. Earl Nightingale, if yeah. anybody wants to listen to that, I believe is, is his name. Yeah, 
There's another. Um, there's lots of different um, different writers use different metaphors and different analogies, all basically to to, to describe like that basic structure of the brain with the intellectual mind, primitive mind. There's another good book that comes to mind, the Chimp Paradox. I can't remember who writes that now, but that's a that's another good way of putting it. So basically, this, the, they use the the um, the concept of the intellectual mind being like a, a computer, I think it is, and and the primitive mind being like your chimp and about sort of learning how to put your chimp in the box and sort of regain that intellectual control, you know. Um, so different ways of, of um, but just 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 a thought of that because just just made me think of listening to you just how the mind works yeah. works loves metaphors and stories yeah. you know and then we could just it's really lovely way of them being able to to um, sort of control you know and to sort of um, describe these complex sort of emotions yeah. or things we're going through and navigate our way to into a space that we've got our power you know. Um, you said something Emily once uh, to me about being a caveman mm. and anxiety, depression, being um, lethargic was actually good for the caveman. Yeah. Is it you that said it to me? Yeah, yeah. So, um, so that's just how. Um, so when our primitive mind takes over, it takes over because. Um, the perception becomes my life is in some sort of danger or crisis, you know, or emergency. So that's when it takes over, you know. So if something happens in life that, uh, and, the, and the perception becomes my life's in danger, your primitive mind is going to take over. And, and it, it, can, it only has three options to choose from your primitive mind. It can only do um, anger, anxiety or depression or a combination of the three. Usually people, it's, it's a combination of the three. And... Um, you know, you think about where that comes from. So this is where the caveman part comes from. When the caveman, because uh, it's the same part, the brain, this limbic system is exactly the same. We have it now, like just our brain doesn't know it's in modern day times. It's still acting uh, exactly the same, you know, way. So, that, so, so the caveman wakes one, ra- one day and all around this cave is snow and ice and danger. So how he survived in those conditions, how we evolved, is that he, he sort of pulled the rug over his head and depressed the system down, didn't eat, didn't interact, didn't, and just waited until that situation changed, you know. Um, and we've adapted that to all the modern-day symptoms of depression. You know, that real um, primitive instinct that kicks in when a perception becomes, you know, the outside world is too scary, that real urge that we all get and we all, we've all been there, we know what it feels like to just stay in our cave um, you know, don't want to face anyone, don't want to see anyone, don't want to eat, don't want to move, like just want to stay in our cave, pull the rug over our head and wait for it all to change, you know. That's sort of the modern day symptoms of depression. And the more it sort of gets a hold on people, you know, some people are able to sort of override that and still manage to go to work and stuff, but still have that real in- instinct to just, just don't want to face things, but they're still managing to, to maintain it. But it takes effort you know so they're living life and it's it's taking a lot of effort to really override this primitive urge unfortunately some people like the world starts shrinking and it really the carts they don't go to work and, and all these sort of structures in life that keep us functioning and coping that we need to do to be able to to function in life you know i can't face and then that's when we start to really get into trouble as people's worlds start shrinking down and we, we stop going to work, stop interacting, then start can't facing things, you know. And and then unfortunately, if that continues for a, for a long time, then, um, you know, it's... Um, we become unwell, you know. And, it, and then it's obviously, you can under, you can appreciate that, it's going to take the effort to get get yourself back um, open, out and opening back up again, you know, because really then in that situation, that cave door, there's, there's a big rock coming in front of it now into front of this cave and we're well and truly sort of in our cave, I you know. The only thing to get the caveman out of the cave is when he's hungry enough and that's maybe the same as going to work or mm. I'm that frightened, but if I don't leave the cave, I'm going to starve to death. Mm. So eventually I'll 
with the aggression. I've got to go and kill something, dragging it quickly back to the cave mm. and then rest again. Yeah, yeah. And I, I yeah, it's a absolutely. Bit, a big cave many things. I don't, know if, I don't know if this is true, but I, it, it tickled me. Like how people love spreading negative news. And mm. I heard it was from the tribe. We had to tell people uh, there's a watering hole. We had to tell everyone in the tribe there's a crocodile there because we had to look after the tribe. Yeah. Whereas we don't like spreading good news because we found some berries, but we don't want everyone else to know about them. <laughs> and I, I, thought, I wonder if yeah. that is true. Yeah, there is probably yeah, yeah, there's probably is something in that, isn't there? Um, um, and but the, but we are primed to notice uh, negative um, things. You know, it's for survival. You know, primed to notice these these things quicker, and and and, and um, you know, we can recall that you know quicker. You know, quite often, sort of when asking people to think of. Um, uh, positives or think about what's been good if people are really unwell in the first at the start of treatment the, it will take the brain a lot of effort and, and the recall to, to, to connect to those memories will take a long time to think of the positive and people give up and I, and I, and I say and I don't allow it it says it's there your brain just needs to connect to it and it takes effort to, to think but you ask that person thinking the negatives that, that the brain will just fire them off like you know so that the um, so that's how it's worked. We are primed. Those messages are primed to get through quicker because it's 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 our survival, you know. Um, so that's how everybody's brain works. Um, I think we find that in our group, don't we, Kev? Yeah. Because as, as as we've said before, we start our group going around the room asking for people's positives of the week, and it's always amazed me that people can't come up with a positive mm. for the week. You think, how can you? You know, you. you I think sometimes you have to stop yourself and look that you're actually you're in a group full of other men talking about that, and that's a positive. Mm. You got out your bed in the yeah. morning, that's a positive. You know, I think some people, or sometimes we all do, we all try and think of something grand and something that's absolutely fantastic that happens, but actually just count your blessings that you're able to walk today. Mm. I think There's that, people out there who can't, you know. Like you say, even even with the negatives and that, you know, we we feel. And I've read this, I'm pretty sure it's in the book I've just read there, Aaron, let me actually, by uh, a guy called Humble the Poet. Um, and I think it's 101 Ways to Live a Better Life, it's called. And they basically say, you feel like the universe is conspiring against you. Mm. Like, oh, all the lights are on red because I'm running late. Mm. All this is typical. It's happened to me, it's happened to me, it's happened to me. And you feel like you're so, so unique and the universe must just have a magnifying glass on you saying, you know what, he's late. This is Mr. Pinches. We're going to put every light red. We're going to put everything. But it's just not the way it is. It's how he says in it. It's not what happens to you. It's how you uh, perceive it. Behave you when the things happen to you, basically. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to look at it. And I think we compare a lot. So I might look at myself and think, well, I'm not completely stupid. And this sound of a why can't I earn money? Why can't I succeed at this? Why can't I that? Then someone's got, you know. I feel may have less capability or have just got a lot more luck than me. And and they say comparison is the thief of all joy. Mm. And I think we compare a lot. Whereas that primitive mind, you like you say, you, if you're hungry, you go out and hunt. That that was how you were gauged as as um, probably one of the social elite then was if you can go out and hunt and provide heat and, mm. and food for your family. Whereas as now we have so much to compare mm. and then you belittle yourself then. And there's a little trick you can do there, like a cognitive little, like sort of little uh, 
tip you could do you know that that, that probably mind will focus on everything that um you can't do that others um can do you know yeah. that starts to focus well look at what look at what they're doing and i can't do that i can't do that and look what they can do and i can't do that but actually if you switch it around and you find you focus on on that 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 sort of stream of that that little spot of what you can do that others can't yeah. using a different part of your brain and, and that starts to increase the confidence so f- so just think just sit and think for it what what is it that i can do that others can't you know um and that that's a, that's a different that's just a little tip but that really does help um you know but um it won't come instantly you know if anyone wants to try it and think oh it won't work you hmm. have to think about it a little bit uh, and like you'll you find said, it it is mindset like going back yeah. to Muhammad ali he said if he was a garbage man he said he would have been the greatest garbage man the world had ever seen. Mm. And I think he's having that self-belief that no matter what you apply yourself to, yeah. as long as you know you're going to give it your all and leave nothing at the table, yeah. you know, that to, that's like, yeah. there's where you need to back your horse. Yeah. You yeah. know, you need to put the money on yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, yeah. when you were saying about it's easier to focus on negatives than it's positives yeah. about something that's happened. Have you got any tips, like, if, like listening to a song or pictures or... Mm. Any tips you can help people find that that happier thing? Um, you're like you're. It's um, um, well, the, the the good the the keeping a record every day of what's been good is so simple, um, and that's that's a really straightforward tip because if you just just every day at the end of the day, first off, you prime that you you um. If you start off every day telling yourself, you know, I expect good things are going to come my way, you're almost like um, setting yourself into like that frequency, you know. To so, so going back to your situation with the cars and, and feeling like the world sort of ag- yeah. against against you, you know, you've got um, a bundle of nerves in the base of your brainstem called your reticular activating system, the RAS. So basically. Um, we need these bundle of nerves to filter out the, everything from the environment. Otherwise, you know, if the brain is having to process everything that, that that's going on, we'd just be buffering all the time. It's too much sort of to take in. So these nerves filter that out based on sort of what you tell yourself, what's in your mind. So if you, um, so it's that scenario. You know, if someone, um, if someone just bought a new red mini or something, you'd start then noticing more and more red yeah. minis everywhere. You know, or. Um, you know, if you're buying a house, all of a sudden you're noticing sort of all the for sale signs up. You know, they haven't just miraculously appeared. It's because that's in your mind. So if in your mind you're thinking like, well, nobody likes me yeah. or um, like the world's against me, then all of a sudden you're going to start noticing all these things that reinforce that. Yeah. You know, so if you then, so this is the power of your mind. If you sort of tell yourself at the start of the day, like, well, I expect good things are you know, going to come my way, and, and you and you commit yourself to keeping a record each day, every day. You know, concentrate on, the, on what's what's been good. You know, at the end of the day, write write down what's been good, and at the start of the day, tell yourself good things are going to come away. You're going to start to notice more good things. You know, um, that's how it works. Uh, the law of attraction you talked yeah. about, and there's books, the secret, the law of attraction, and 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 people were right about it in different ways, but it's essentially basic sort of the neuropsychology of the brain. It's how it, it's how it works. It's what you, you're telling yourself is going to happen becomes your reality because it's how your uh, brain works it's how it's filtering out that information from the environment for you to uh, pay attention and to notice you know so um, when you are really things are really going well in life and you really are on track you know you are um it is as if um, the reverse of that happens yeah. that scenario it's it, it, when things are going it is literally like 
opportunities just to fall in in your lap you know and it's you know without any effort you know and and it's like the the universe is is you know working with me but it is it's it, it is the opportunities have always been there but because of the way you're choosing to focus your attention and the way you're help making your subconscious work for you in the best way then then your brain's noticing those opportunities when they when they come you know um it's it's ready and, and waiting so it sees those opportunities and then just goes oh thank you i'll take that and i'll take that you know uh, so it's it's all to do with sort of um what you tell yourself um, is really, really does help. So if you tell yourself at the start of the day, um, you know, I'm going to be calm um, and relax. You know, if you tell yourself, well, I'm going to feel fed up and anxious, you know, um, then, then you will. <laughs> if you tell yourself, um, I'm going to feel calm and relaxed and in control, then um, you, you um, will notice yourself feeling good feeling different and then at the end of it so a little tip you know t- why not tell yourself what have you got to lose absolutely what have you got to lose just tell yourself and there's our day it takes it takes what's that it takes 10 seconds to do you know it but makes just sense to, as well doesn't it yeah. because if you went round in the world and was noticing absolutely everything you'd just be overloaded wouldn't mm. you if mm. you went uh, every tree car yeah. color everything that you'd be overloaded so yeah. your brain has to kind of pick yeah, our, br- our, our brain is energy saving. You know, it's uh, it's got an em- it's energy saving. You know, like it it likes to do things like the less effort. You know, it's, it's um it has all systems in place so um, we can sort of function. So, yeah, so it is it, really, really what you tell yourself is really so important. So it's worthwhile just being care- you know, at least thinking about what it is you're, you're telling yourself. You know, um, and, so- then, and then at the end of the day as well, mm. just just write down before bed or you know have it when you come in for work, whatever. Find a little time in the day to just get into a little routine. What's been good today? You know, it's great to do three things, but you don't have to find three things. Just what, write down what's been good, even if there's one thing. Some days you might find ten, but if you consistently, so I said before, like it's the consistency that's the important bit, not constantly. Mm. You, know, you can't constantly think positive because no one can. Uh, well maybe they can but um, that's quite a high standard to Mm. achieve for you know like but it's it's not necessarily either it's not needed um actually for mental well-being you know consistency is the important bit so you consistently each day wake up tell yourself good thing you expect good things are going to happen uh you'll and then you'll then you'll start to notice these good things happening and it almost say it almost seems um like magic like but it's not (laughs) it's just how the brain works and then at the end of the day write down what's been good you know so there's some little tips that are really quite quick and anybody can do absolutely you get better and better at doing it (laughs) it's funny what you see it's like even the nose on your face you don't see your nose (laughs) (laughs) unless you look for your nose yeah and it's amazing what we blanket if we choose to blanket out oh yeah otherwise we're just constantly staring at our nose and never get anything done yeah (laughs) i think that's like like you say there it's amazing how much you see and not notice Mm -hmm. yeah you know how many times you've drove down a road 10 years 15 years and all of a sudden say how long's that phone box been there? How long's that building yeah. been there? Yeah. And I think like what you were just saying about, you know, talking to yourself and mm-hmm. and giving yourself little suggestive thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's yeah. a Will Smith film, and I can't remember what it is. He, he basically takes um, some people to the the cleaners with the bookies, and he he can use the power of suggestive thought to predict what number they're gonna pick or what horse they're gonna pick. And I said, how do you do that? He said, well, say the colour pink, I've got it wearing here. I've mentioned it three times as he's walked through the door subconsciously. So I've yeah. I've programmed yeah. it. Yeah. So you can do that to yourself. Yeah. And with the writing things down, like the positives, I've just wrote a segment, actually. I've, I've started writing a book 
I didn't know it was a book until I started writing it. But now I know I'm going to write it as a book. It's harder for me to write. If that, yeah. I was just putting thoughts down. And I call that the highlighter of gratification. Um, and the reason I call it that is because, you know, when you're handed a document by a teacher or by such and such, and it's just littered with a thousand paragraphs and a million words, you know, it's so daunting to look at. But then every now and then the document creator will take a highlighter and they'll highlight the key points. And the small talk around that is used just to facilitate the communication of those key points. So if you can do that with your own life and say, right, you know, our running, our words, life's running script is our life. Yeah. You know, we have the power to highlight that every day and say, right, everything else was just to facilitate those key points. These are the important points of this. So I butchered my own words there, but that's the I idea. Like that. the, yeah. It's the highlighter of gratification because. Yeah. It's daunting to look at this this big article, and that's why the document creator does that to express the right. Lure your focus to this because this was the purpose of the document being created. What's your purpose for your document being created that day? And just highlight it. So we sort of I've just wrote that one yesterday actually. So it sort of ties into this conversation. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, one. isn't it? How things yeah. are, uh, or interrelated somehow when it's crazy connections yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah but it's funny isn't it i mean as uh, i think i think the key thing from this being like after once we go to the news and we have our songs we're going to go into obviously uh, gravy banana (laughs) and tell the funny story about that but i think what i want people to take from this from this area is how we talk to ourselves and i think we've got to talk to ourselves in how we'd like yeah, we'd like to talk to someone, and I think the old thing is, Kev, you have got to go and put those gloves down. And you think, oh, yeah, stick the gloves up. You know what I mean? But if you talk to yourself, Kev, when you've got time, do you mind putting the boxing gloves away? Of course, Emily, I'll do with that. If we talk to ourselves kindly, then we often respond to ourselves nicer. Yeah. But I think a lot of time, I've got to go for a run. I've got to go yeah. and have therapy. And if you go, I've got to, I've got to, I'm not going to be doing anything. But if you go, it's in our best interest, yeah. we'll feel better after that run. We might even lose a bit of weight. Mm. I'll feel better, I'll breathe better, I'll sleep better. And if we talk to ourselves nicely, I think often respond nicer to it, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think it's just even just... Um uh, just thinking about how you're talking to yourself is like, and then, and then it, it gives you the power then, or the control to sort of to to talk as as as, as you would that would be helpful for that moment. You know, so often I think the problem is that we're just doing this voice is like on autopilot, you know, and we're not actually giving it. We're not actually having sort of uh, we're just letting it go. We're just doing it without really sort of realising it. So you know, just paying attention and thinking about like how we're talking to ourselves, and 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 now even just talking about it, like you'll start to notice it more. You start noticing more. So why am I talking like that? You know, it's um you know it's in these sort of old patterns of behaviour. That's your primitive mind's just sort of getting. It's just these old ways of thinking and the. Um, but when you when you make a decision to make a change in your life, if you know this, if you you're not happy with where you're at or you're struggling with mental health, when we make a decision to change, uh, then you start to notice <laughs> the, the the habits and, and and the way the way you know these patterns of behaviour and things. Um, they become, it's, but it's making that decision, you know, making a decision I want to do something, and then and then things start changing. Then, uh, yeah. Well, I think I was trying to do now what I'm in bed because I'm I'm not renowned for being a good sleeper, but I say. I am thinking, well, I've got to get off my feet, I've got to do sparring, I've got to do take, I've got to walk, Jasmine. Mm-hmm. And I go, stop. You've done everything you physically could today. Yeah. Worrying about it now, I ain't going to do nothing. Yeah. That's tomorrow's problem. You've done everything for today. Yeah. 
this is your time to rest. And I keep trying to say that over. Well, I don't try to say it, I do say it. Mm. I said, we have done everything I can. We're going to do it the same again tomorrow. Yeah. But now is the time for sleep. Yeah, absolutely. And it's worthwhile just that, like, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And you can frame that. You can you have the power of your mind to, you, that's your choice, your decision, you know, by the, by the decisions you make, right? Not stop now. Like, there are different buttons you can press during the day. You know, you might want to, like, have a reset button at different points throughout the day, you know, where you just think, particularly if a day's gone and it's just gone on a, a path, you, you, you know, you're like, right, oh, I need to get, I need to change the direction of this day quickly, you know, reset, you know, the different reset, different times, sometimes, sometimes you might have to reset quite a few times throughout the day, you know, um, an evening time is quite a nice time to reset, you know, right, um, right, having these clear boundaries in time, you know, where you set the day and you sort of punctuate the day, this is a time, like, this is now, uh, the end of my working day, you know, I'm going to, now is like, I'm relaxing, so, so almost, you know, the, power of your mind to say from this moment then i'm going to anything to do with tomorrow stops now i'm going to stop thinking about it you know and you really you really can um uh you can have the control you can you, you decide it's the decision you make the decision um so but um yeah using a different part of your brain when you're doing that so um so if you are really really stressed it might be quite difficult to do that so just just sm- focus on the small steps what can i what can i do right now you know it's always something you can do. And I think that's it. I think that's when we feel sometimes perilous is when we feel like we haven't got any options. Mm. Mm. But uh, what time is it, Lee? We've got just under a minute, mate. Just under a minute. But, yeah, I think when we're feeling that like we have no options, mm. and I think that's when, it's, I don't know if I'm being sexist, mm. but as a man, I don't expect the same from a mother. Mm. When you're thinking you're perilous mm. and the world is going to have its way and mm. a tidal wave, a tsunami is going to take me and pull me mm. away. And a lot of times, if the tsunami comes, I can find a piece of wood to hang on to, mm. or climb up a tree, and, mm. but we don't always see the options mm. until the wave's crashing on us. Yeah. And we're remarkable as human beings. We always find a way. Mm. There, there yeah. is an old saying as well, isn't there? Is, I, I don't know who said it. Is yeah. Carry on. I'll carry on 20 seconds. Yeah, sorry, we are going to the news now. I was just just trying to warn Craig there, but we're going to the news and we're going to have a couple of songs after the news. So see you after the break. Now with your local news, I'm Mike Kelly. A West Midlands police officer who engaged in a relationship with a domestic abuse victim during the course of his duties has been dismissed. James Anchor has admitted corrupt or other improper exercise of police powers at Wolverhampton Crown Court last month after he formed an inappropriate relationship with a woman in July 2017. He was suspended from duty following his court appearance and at an accelerated misconduct hearing yesterday, he was dismissed without notice. Starbridge FC have parted company with manager Mark Yates following the club's poor start to the season. The club announced that Mr Yates left by mutual consent. His assistant Neil Howarth and first team coach Gavin Hurren have also departed with immediate effect. The former Kidderminster Harrier boss joined the Glass Boys in February 2020. A disappointing start to the new season has seen Starbridge win just one of their opening 12 league matches while failing to win any of their six home games in the competition. 
Dundee Council has announced that the new Duncan Edwards Leisure Centre is almost complete, with the site set to open early in the new year. The £18 million project at Constitution Hill will include a 25-metre eight-lane swimming pool and a teaching pool. There will also be a four-court sports hall and a sauna. It'll be the first new leisure centre the council has built in the borough since Starbridge's Crystal Centre opened in 1990. And a new piece of artwork commemorating the work of inventor Abraham Darby has been unveiled in his birthplace at Wren's Nest in Dudley. The iron and steel sculpture was designed by artist Steve Field and symbolises a cross-section through Darby's 1709 furnace at Colebrookdale. It was commissioned by Woodset and Charitable Trust and the Friends of Wren's Nest National Nature Reserve. Abraham Darby was born in 1678 and pioneered the production of pig iron during the Industrial Revolution. That's the latest. More online at Black Country radio.co.uk This old town don't smell too pretty And I can feel the warning signs Running around my mind And when I leave this island I book myself into a soul asylum Cause I can feel the warning signs Running
I've been here and this is our second air of the Black Country Blokes chewing the fat on our home of Black Country Extra and we're joined by our wonderful guest Emily Barney and she is well head therapist well it's her business at Gravy Banana and Emily how did you come up with such a bonkers name for a therapy <laughs> uh, I, my kids came up with it um, my kids I was watching um, we're watching uh, the, the kids are watching um, there's a a nursery rhyme on YouTube. I don't know. You, if oh, no, it's, there's one. It's what well, it's called. Um, uh, <laughs> do, do you like? It, it prepares things to get. So it goes. Do you like broccoli? Yes, I do. And then it says, Do you like um, ice cream? Yes, I do. And then do you like broccoli ice cream? Puts it together. Goes. So it's, it's, it's this thing. It's really annoying. Like a nursery rhyme <laughs> that puts things together that don't go together. So like broccoli and ice cream and donut and juice and things like this. And I was just watching it with the kids, and I just thought, so I really like that concept of putting things together that don't go together um particularly when we're talking about mental health you know like just the idea of you know depression and laughter you know like just think just these things that are polar opposites or shouldn't go together so i really like that idea but also so it's that element to it but then there's also like the just um the playfulness of it as well it's really important for me, I think um, to do um, the play, being playful is really important to us in life, um, and particularly in the mental health business as well. It can be so, such a serious sort of job to do, so it's really important to uh, to be playful and light-hearted and not take ourselves too seriously. You know, so that that name always just reminds me. You know, it's like a little when I say it out loud, it just sort of you know, it's it's playful, so it keeps things light-hearted, and it's also. Um, as I say, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It's also, um, uh, you know, it's just nonsense, isn't it? <laughs> you know, it's like that, that was the point, you know, that it's actually, you know, sometimes life is nonsense, you know, it's just sometimes it's the best just. Things are a lot yeah, of and it's just, it's just, um, you know, it stands out as well. It has purposes for marketing as well. But it was just, that was that, they got the idea from that nursery rhyme. And it could have been anything, you know, it could have been uh, popcorn, pizza, I think, or. Uh, donut juice but I think um, I think I, I think it might have it was going to be that but then I think I typed that into Urban Dictionary the slang and I think that's um, <laughs> that, that, that wasn't very appropriate so because so Gravy Banana was uh, it just you know that was that was what it was I remember um, talking I yeah. remember watching with Jasmine it's toffee apple yummy yeah. <laughs> and then it's Gravy Banana yuck <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah um, so but that, yeah that's the way it comes humor from humour is yeah. so brilliant because to a therapist when we go to a doctor or a GP sometimes it becomes it can become very stuffy yeah. or I'm seeing a shrink I'm yeah, seeing a yeah. and I think as you rightly said here you're so knowledgeable with yeah. but it's met with a smile and I think yeah. when we're met with a smile and a giggle and it's then it's warming and I think if you're met with warmth yeah. you're more likely to take your coat off yeah. if that makes sense yeah absolutely and it's um yeah, it's that whole thing not taking yourself too seriously, you know. I've quite, um, it's it, it it is it is what it is. It's just um, as I say, it's just a bit um, light heart, you know. It's not taking yourself too seriously. It does have it's um, it does have its advantages sometimes as well for people. You know, there's sometimes the stigma around mental health, isn't there, and accessing services. And actually, gravy banana means nothing, doesn't it? You know, people are like, well, what on earth's gravy banana? It doesn't really tell you. It doesn't say, you know, uh, you know, it. it Stowbridge Mental Health Service or whatever, you know, it's, it's, um, you know, it means nothing. It um, could be anything. So that has, you know, sometimes that's quite helpful as well. But um, yeah, yeah. And could you tell us about Gravy Banana? 
Yeah, sure. Um, well, it's um, it's a private uh, mental health service um, in Stourbridge on the Hagley Road, and it's. Um, um, although I say Stabridge, I do a lot of online. Well, I, I, I speak to people all over the country and sometimes the world. Um, um, and the, the core business is, I uh, do a range of things, but the core business is therapy. So I'm a trained um, clinical psychologist, uh, a doctor of clinical psychology by background. And my background's in the NHS, but I've left the NHS for the private, um, to open this private practice. Um, so people come... Um, for a range of problems for anxiety, depression, uh, OCD, trauma, um, just sometimes just stress and burnt out, you know, um, sort of a range of, of bereavement, all sorts of things that that we can all struggle with from time to time. And then, um, um, yeah, so the th- so I offer the therapy to, to help people get themselves back on track and... Um, and to treat the symptoms, which are, which is a very important point to make. You know, these 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 symptoms, anxiety and depression. I think people don't realise that therapy is really is so effective now. You know, the, the modern methods are really effective, and 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 you know, it's it's treatable. You know, people don't realise um, these um, what we call primary care mental health problems like anxiety and depression. We don't have to live with them. You know, we can they are treatable. <coughs> the symptoms um, we can we can treat them. And people don't realise that, you know. So, um, so it doesn't really take too long either. It's not well, gone are the days where you're in therapy for years and years and years, you know. Um, uh, someone with anxiety um, is, is um, who's functioning sort of enough at work, but has sort of clear anxiety. We, t- we can expect to sort of notice a significant difference in two to three months. You know, someone with more severe depression that's been longer lasting maybe for years and years and years can expect to see some improvements in around four months or so. Uh, OCD is a lot harder to treat, takes a lot longer. You know, you can expect more like six months or so with OCD. But, you know, these things are treatable um so and i just don't think that's part of the general knowledge at the moment that's that's one of the reasons why i set up and one of my uh passions you know is to really sort of spread that word you know when if you are you know if you're unwell um physically you know if um if you have an illness um you know you get treatment don't you physical illness so it's the same with mental illness or mental mental problems you get treatment you you don't have to live with it you know people just think well i just i've got depression i have to learn how to live with depression but you don't you can get it treated (laughs) i feel one thing that you do is um, very different to um conventional because i i've had counseling i did a counseling course and i think the difference is with counseling and i'm not knocking it if it works for you god bless you but I feel like with a lot of counselling, it's, um, I had a trauma, what was the trauma? Mm-hmm. And the counselling, you go over it and over yeah. it and over it. And for me personally, that didn't work. Was, yeah. uh, whereas with yourself, what I've heard is, we have, we've identified what it is, we're not going to mention it again now. Yeah. And it's a different way of therapy. Yeah, it's, 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 so there are different, there are different types of uh, therapies. You're absolutely right. So, um, um, uh, there are different, and I, I'm trained in, in a range of uh, therapies. And, um, I'm trained in the uh, counselling style method, uh, which, which I think sort of general public would would think of. All right, if I've got a problem with my mental health, I need to go see a counsellor. So that's what we might understand as you know, you're offered a, 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 a and it has its place, you know, and it and it is helpful, but it doesn't, uh, in my experience, doesn't help people get well. Okay, it helps you to um, sort of make sense of some things, and it, it is, is helpful. But in, as I say, in my experience in the clinic room, I don't, I haven't seen the the, the outcomes from it. So, um, so I have a clinical experience of delivering something called uh, uh, counselling, uh, person-centred counselling, um, CBT. 
um, cognitive behavioural therapy, which is what you'll get if you go to um, the NHS primary care services. It's very, it's very popular. Um, uh, something called EMDR, which is a therapy for uh, uh, processing trauma memories. Um, an integrative. It's um, not tapping. It's um, uh, you're following the therapist's oh, finger, yes. the bilateral sort of stimulation of sort of the hemispheres. You can, it doesn't have to be following with the eye movements. You can do tapping, but it has to be. Um, um, I think you're thinking of like the tapping technique yeah, that's, tapping. that I'm seeing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a different. Um, it's similar, but it's uh, it's something for tra- processing trauma memories and um, um, and a trained in something called integrative sort of methods. Um, but this one um, that I only offer at Gravy Banana because it's the most modern, effective, um, and effective in my uh, uh, in my experience that I've seen in the clinic gets the best outcomes. It's something called solution focused hypnotherapy. It's a really modern method. And it's based on an, uh, a really solid understanding of the neuropsychology of how the brain works and how to how to get yourself well. You know, and get yourself back on track and get that intellectual mind fully back in control because problems occur and people saying when um, our primitive mind's in control, you know. So um, so we just get that intellectual mind back in control. A lot of it is happening subconsciously, so that's where the hypnotherapy comes in. But the solution, the, the solution focus part, you know, that is essentially when you, like you say, um, with this method, you're not, we, we, people come to me and they tell me, they give me the headline of why they're here so you need to know a bit of the context but actually don't go into it don't need to need to know all your history all the ins and outs of your trauma everything just the headline is enough and then actually from then on we don't talk about the problem or why they're here actually because what happens when you take the mind off that polar bear and you turn it in the opposite direction what's and the positive aspects of life so then the brain starts releasing serotonin starts creating all those connections that part of the brain that does a positive thinking and then what happens then it frees the mind up then to able process uh, process this sort of stored emotion and actually then when you um, then turn your mind back to the polar bear you've got a different perspective on it and you've got a different sort of solution but once you're focusing on that polar bear like it doesn't the mind can't be creative to come up with um, you know a way forward so when you turn the mind take it off but that takes training you know that's where I come in, like the certain sort of skills and techniques and things you do. It's very structured therapy, so things you do in the therapy. But actually, it's the, the power of the mind. You take it off that and you decide. So you're making decisions, you know, making a decision to turn your mind and taking control, turn your mind in this direction over here are the positive aspects of your life. Um, changes start happening quite quickly. Um, I mean, hypnotherapy, I think, is brilliant. I mean, I know that's only one aspect of what you do. And we've had different hypnotherapists on the show and we've all talked about it saying mm. we've seen so much TV and movies and we think they're going to have us up there quacking like a duck mm. and, <laughs> and like if you're a Wolves fan you're going to leave there being a Baggies fan yeah. and it yeah, doesn't no. work like that no, does no. it? No, it's sorry. No, it, you can, it's they won't change your core values they won't and someone who's done a lot of hypnosis is at any stage I'm aware and I could yeah. always stand up and go no Emily I don't yeah. but it's your job to well you explain your job yeah it's a, it's a completely natural so yeah you're in um, it's probably best to think of hypnotherapy more like a deep relaxed state rather than sort of I think people's minds jump to sort of stage hypnotists and things like that no it's more it's, it's more accurately think of it as a really deep relaxed state and you're in complete control 
the whole time and you're aware you're aware of your surroundings but what happens is that as you as you listen to the sort of relaxing music is that your brain waves start to slow down and match the pace of the music you can't help it so it's the same if you go in a shop and they've got bouncy music on your your heart starts beating faster and then they know that because that then makes you buy more you know it's, it happens so the same things happen when you listen to this 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 music that and your brain waves start slowing down and it relaxes that amygdala down so then you have access to to all those other parts subconscious parts of your brain and you um you uh yeah your brain goes into something called a trance-like state then so the trance-like state sounds very mystical but it's a very natural state of mind you know your brain it's a dissociated state meaning you're sort of you're in a different state of awareness but your brain so that, that like sort of that, that part of the brain that sort of allows you to know sort of about time you know how, how which time is passing that goes off you know so we go in a different state of awareness so you go into trance when you're driving on a motorway for example you know when you drive past you think i've been past such and such you know your brain's gone off if you're a runner runners will know very well they going to a trance when they're sort of um, it's just the daydream state your mind goes off in daydreams and daydreams but it's that we used to think that um, the mind did nothing in daydream we used to think that daydream was a waste of time you know kids still get told off for daydreaming you know, um, but actually the brain's doing something. Since sort of the MRI scanners were developed, we could we could look at what the brain is doing when it's daydreaming. We actually we actually learned that the brain is doing something very very important when it daydreams. It's processing any stored anxiety in the body. It's, it's processing these stored emotions and moving them to a different part of the brain so the mind can let go of these emotions. It's empty in your sort of metaphorical stress bucket, you know, so it's not overflowing. So all the hypnotherapy does is give you that really prolonged. Uh, trance-like state you know so when the mind really relaxes and it takes in all these lovely metaphors it just takes in what it needs to hear soaks them up can um, um can yeah. can anyone be hypnotized and be used because yeah. when, when we had it's um, a natural state yeah that well yeah. we we had one of the a person on who who went through a few things and a few ways of hypnotizing and the first thing he said to us was okay then lads uh relax i thought Relax. I thought we were in we were in a freezing cold boxing gym <laughs> with four other blokes being filmed. I thought, I've got no chance of relaxing here. And, I, and uh, you hear it a lot, don't you? That people say that they can't they can't be hypnotised. Yeah. But, but that, well, that's it. That's it. That's the key. Okay. So if you say you can't be hypnotised, then you won't be. So it's the power of your mind. So to bear in mind the context of that, um, people have chosen to sit in front of me and have hypnotherapy so they want it to work that's the key difference if you're telling yourself as it goes back to the power of the mind you tell yourself I can't be hypnotised then you won't be Mm. okay so yeah it's exactly exactly it so people coming for therapy and and I explain and explain about how the brain works so they want it to work so then it's it's going to work it's been open-minded yeah yeah, absolutely well it's letting go Mm. so when you when you so it's your your choice to let go so some people really struggle with the idea that we have have a subconscious mind you know and then they really struggle with that we, but the fact is we do and it's working and it can work and it's try, it does work for us so, so you know help yourself um, but even when people want it to work we still have varying people vary on how deep they can go you know some people just this is very natural within like a minute they're down and they're under and they're away because they just decide to let go and, they, and their mind just sw- and they're very naturally very good at just letting this conscious part just just drift away so, see i find yeah. that hard as well because yeah. I, I've, I've tried uh, meditation and things like that so i've been lying on my bed listening to the 
the uh, the audio off my phone and and clear your mind of all thoughts. Me- the second someone t- yeah. says that to me, my mind just races with all meditation the thoughts, is really hard. It is quite hard meditating. It's a different. You're doing something very different with your brain when you're meditating. Your 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 conscious is conscious uh, attention. You know, and it, and it just take effort. It's hard. It's hard to do. You know, I mean. Uh, Hypnotherapy is different. You can't do it wrong. You just um, um, you let your mind wonder. So your mind might wonder and think about what it's having for tea. Or it might wonder off. You know, it's a very different state. It's a it's a very relaxed state. And what happens? You just you just the sort of music and my voice or, or whatever you're listening sort of drifts into the background. And it, and it's and it's just a really really pleasant, nice, relaxed feeling. Everybody's brain can do it, but just some people it takes a bit longer to get down into that that trance-like state, that nice daydream state. But but everybody can do it if they want to, if they're open to it. But as I said, they wouldn't be sat in that therapy chair if they didn't want to. And I bet so, you have those going, I can't. Oh, I don't know what me, I don't know what you yeah. If you're going like that... Yeah. You're not going to. You're not going to. Yeah, absolutely. But I've, as I say, people choose to. Um, it's not. Um, it's not like they've been told to come here. Like people are paying money to be here, so they want to be there and they want it to work. So. Not to get banged for the book, don't they? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, and, and actually, that's the way it works as well. You know, actually, when you're paying for a service, you get better quicker. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's just how it works. And mm. you know, people do. Um, uh, private service, you know, can sort of make the money out of that because actually the way it does work, the more you pay in, the, yeah. the quicker you get uh, mm-hmm. better because you're invested in it. You know, I've paid this money, so I will, I will, I will get better. You know, and it's, it's how it works. You know, it's the power of your mind. I've yeah. even seen that in the box world. Um, I do free classes, and sometimes you do free classes, not all turn up, mm-hmm. but you charge hundred pound every four. Going, oh, hundred yeah. pound, it must be doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah, back to hypnosis. When I, I mm-hmm. often love hypnosis services, my hands used to move. Yeah. I'll be sat there, I'd feel my hand going and my fingers twitching. Yeah. I think it's my way of going, just fixating on yeah. something. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'd, I'd, I'd really go, like, I could literally feel my head like a nodding dog and just go, yeah. and then my hand would start yeah. going. And, yeah. and people yeah. say it was strange, but I, think, I don't know. Do you see that often? Um, not with a hand, no. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Dad, you think it was yeah. weird. <laughs> yeah, but it's not on You like, have to be different, don't you? Not yeah. <laughs> wiping the wind. <laughs> Wax yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, sometimes people would um, twitch and move. Yeah, I've had sort of legs and things. Yeah, yeah I might have literally got all that. So. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we've, 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 no, just, I yeah. mean, we've done it at the club and there's a video with Nick Davis when he hypnotises me and balances me on two chairs and then he sits on my belly. I'd be about 10 stone, he's 13 stone at the time. And if he'd have told me what he's going to do, I'd have resisted there's no way enough. But when we shut off what we think we can't do, the possibilities are endless, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And, and I think with hypnosis, you can... It's that I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. Don't, you know, I will never be able to. And yeah, nothing. and we tell ourselves that on autopilot sometimes. So, so, so try to... Um, part of therapy is sort of training people or just or just, just sort of shining that, sort of uh, holding that mirror up and just saying, oh, you, you know, look, you're telling... That's, look what you're telling yourself there. Like, you're capping... What you can, you know, just just have a think about what it is you're telling yourself. You know, not asking you to change what you're telling yourself, but just just watch what you're telling yourself. You know, um, because uh, it's 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 um, it really does. Um, you know, what you tell yourself now becomes tomorrow. You know, and we're all we're all susceptible to subconscious influence as well, aren't we? And yeah, if, yeah. Like you say, if we're the, the all 
point of people being there with you is to get better and to allow their self yeah. to have their subconscious influenced yeah. into that state. That that first step of accessing professional help is the biggest one. Like it's you, the brain's got to make the decision. I want to get better. So the the, the hard bit's been done. When people sit in that chair for the first time, they're already getting better because yeah. they've decided they're going to get better. So um, so yeah. So um, it's. That's it. It's so, remarkable it's how the mind works. In, t- in in each and every one of us, we all have we all have so many commonalities on the function of because there's a, a difference between the brain and the mind, mm. and we each have uh, commonalities within the mind mm. um, and your subconscious, and we each have an ego. Mm. And a lot of the times when they say this is not going to work, I'm never going. A lot of that's your ego trying to convince you otherwise. Yeah. You know and. Ego is not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it can drive us forward. Yeah. Um, you're just an overreactive or underreactive ego. That yeah. They're the worst things. But I think if you can have like a neutral ego and go into someone like yourself who, who has the ability to, I'll say reprogram. It's not necessarily reprogramming. Is it? It's just allowing people to see through the clutter of the mind. Yeah, it's, 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 it's getting yourself out of your own way. Sort of yeah. thing, if you know, if that, if that makes sense, like, it does. Sort of does. <laughs> and then you've got the clarity, then like getting out of your own way. <laughs> so, what, yeah. what if if you don't mind me asking, is this something you've done uh, like all your life, or was there a turning point where you decided you wanted to pursue this? And uh, yeah, and well, I, I'm, I've um, I've been a psycho. It took, takes a while to train to be a psychologist. I seem to spend my whole twenties train um, building experience to get on the doctorate because it's very competitive. And then um, that's a four year it took me four years to do that. And then I um, worked as a psychologist in the NHS um, uh, for quite a while. Um, trying to think what the year is now. So a good uh, um, eight years or so, six eight years, and then. Um, um, whilst I was doing that, I was just starting to tra- train in a different in a range of therapies because as a psychologist, you don't just do therapies; they're just the different parts to the job. But it was the therapy; I, it was getting people so well that I was interested in. And none, none of the other therapies were really um, well; they were helpful; they were helping people. But I never felt like I was getting my patients well. You know, like, I was really, I was always left really sort of. Um, dissatisfied with the methods that I'd got available to me with, with um with CBT and counselling and um uh and you know integrative styles sort of methods and uh, even the MDR even though it's it's probably the most method uh, modern method after solution focused hypnotherapy it's very structured and it's very it's very good but um uh, yeah so I was, uh, so then so then I trained in solution focused hypnotherapy just out of curiosity and then since then I was so blown away with the the results that I left the NHS and set up in private practice cuz um it's not available in the NHS at the moment this method the um because it's so new it's not um it hasn't got the re- research infrastructure behind yeah. it you know for things to be available in the NHS has to be in something called the nice guidelines mm-hmm. so to be some for a therapy or treatment modality to be in the nice guidelines you have to have these large scale sort of clinical trials to back them up um, and um, because the therapy is so new, it hasn't quite got there yet. Like I know from anecdotal evidence of many hours of the in the clinic of seeing the result, but it's the large scale trials before it get in the NHS. So you're looking probably about ten years or so yet before you see it in the NHS. In, in, in is my guess. Um, but um, but I'm actually sort of um, you know that's something I'm quite um, uh, keen to. Uh, to make a change on is the research side yeah. of things and, and getting some research trials underway for this method as well because it needs this method needs to be widely available in my opinion yeah um yeah 
Um, was that your question, or have I just sort of gone no, on no, a tangent no, there? No, yeah, no, so no, like, how long have you been doing it? Yeah. yeah. So, so probably two, it was two years or so when I set Gravy Banana up. You know, um, uh, so I've been doing it for two years. Yeah. I do think that's yeah. a great name, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's a process, and I think with mental health, like medicine, modern medicine, every. It's ever-changing, isn't it? Mm. And if there was this one tablet, this one mm. thing that could get us all better, yeah. one diet, we'd all have bodies like Anthony Joshua, yeah. wouldn't we? Yeah. But I think... <laughs> and I, I, I believe in, once again, finding medicine, sort of free peas. Yeah. You've got to try what suits you, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. And if something doesn't work, or if a therapist doesn't yeah. work, or a boxing instructor doesn't work, you don't give up on amateur boxing because you don't like me, or you don't like the Lions. Yeah. You try something else, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, not everybody needs therapy. Like when, when they realise they're overwhelmed and they're struggling, you know, quite often people turn to, uh, in terms of boxing or they turn to sport, they turn to, uh, you know, they, they do something different, basically, you know, try something new. Um, and, and then you're using different parts of your brain that's creating new patterns, you know, um, and, you know, that's how you. Uh, make a change you get well you know um so you know, don't always need you don't quite often don't need therapy quite often people um quite often these symptoms actually uh, sort themselves out you know the brain uh, the brain's very resourceful you don't need uh, therapy but if you get to the point where you think like right i'm struggling here and i need some help then 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 i would i'd say you know why struggle you know get the help and and you're back on track you know because quite you know more often so people, as I say, the brain will sort itself out and use its resources and, and, and you'll work through something, you know. But in some cases, symptoms can get more severe and, and you know, so why take the risk, you know, just get get help and, you know, so... Well, all three, all three of us blokes have had therapy and I've been having therapy on and off since I was 21. I have a rest and something will happen and there's no shame in it, guys. And mm. it's about, you know, if, if, if my shoulder goes, I'm going to get a physio mm. and it's yeah. no different. It's, well, yeah. Well, life happens, doesn't it? You know, um, like we, we, it's, you know, unfortunately we have losses. Um, there are straight, you know, we can lose our jobs, we can lose loved ones, you know, and that's, um, you know, if there's too much going on, that's um, the brain, the brain can't process it all. And then the primitive mind takes over and then that's where we run into to problems, you know. Um, at the start of the year, I was working um, for a, um, a, an NHS trust up in uh, uh, Liverpool online and my job was to... Um, to uh, get the key worker, lots of key workers, COVID um, on the front line, uh, COVID key workers who are burnt out, you know, and um, um, you know, unable to get back into work, you know, and um, and nine times out of ten, there's the 28 of them that got through through the treatment in the end, and um, and majority of those people, it wasn't just COVID, it was it was other stresses in life, so not just, it was not just that facing COVID, it was because. Their buckets were overflowing. They they they'd lost. Um, they were going through a divorce, or you know, someone in the family maybe got cancer, or so you know, there was other things. So the the mind could maybe have coped with just COVID, but when there were other things, um, it's just they beca- they became unwell and developed symptoms of anxiety or depression. So the point I'm trying to make is, you know, we all we all have the same basic brain structure, so we all have the potential, depending on what life throws at us, if, if it's too much, that we'll have the potential to become mentally, to have mental health problems or develop a mental health illness. We all have that basic brain structure that can. Uh, we all have the potential, but then we all have the potential to be able to thrive and cope and to cope with whatever life throws at us as well, you know. I've, I've um, spoke about that before, yeah. something similar, kind of, it works opposite for me in the sense that when my daughter's been seriously ill, 
in some sense, my mental health has got better because mm. she is my only focus. Mm. Yeah. Everything else goes out the window. Yeah. So, so it's kind of the, it's a, it's well, the same principle, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, you can... you're focusing on, on, yeah, absolutely. So it focuses the mind mm. and prioritises it. Yeah, absolutely. And your mind's then able to use its resources and step up and meet, meet the demands, uh, you know, of life and... Yeah, absolutely. And but we run into problems when we, we when we feel feel like we, we can't face those demands, and then they they become overwhelming, and then we we sort of shut down. Yeah. And don't you so. find like with like the stress of your daughter, like when the stakes are so high, you're focused, and then when she's better, you can have a wobble over as Dan Brown it is. You drop your sausage. Yeah. You know, you focus on such big things and held it so strong. Then you, f- you could fall apart on you. Well, the thing I suppose sometimes the problem is with being solely focused on that thing is that the other things then do slide. You, your attention's not on them. So when you when when that danger zone is over and you're you're back to normal life as such, mm. the, those things come cr- crashing back down onto mm. you. And th- and that's happened to me. Well, pr- pretty much every time she's been ill, I back yeah. to roughly a year later had to get some kind of help. Yeah. Yeah. And what would you say, Emily, to someone likely for that kind uh, of scenario? Yeah, well, absolutely. That's um, you know your, your life's dealing with the stress, and the, it goes into survival mode, doesn't it? When when a loved one, when then you're protecting, is is a well, so it goes into survival mode. So, you, so your attention's on that. So yeah, absolutely. It's it's, it's not processing everything. So then um, it's storing that, you know, so that when then able you're able to when you you feel safe to take your mind off. Your your daughter then, like I say, the brain's then overwhelmed with everything um, it's got to deal with, um, um, you know. And what's likely to happen, you know, if you've, if there's a pattern that you know is going to happen, the brain learns. The brain learns each time. It's always learning, you know. Like next time, how to how to how to do it, or um, this is my strategy to cope with the brain. So can we feel reassured that the brain's always learning, always learning how to move forward? Uh, and adapt you know that's 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 what this is designed for and it's um it's amazing at it you know so brain's always learning ways of co- new ways of coping um yeah, absolutely um i was going to say something else but it just left oh, well can i ask um obviously we set up the podcast and the radio show and all the rest to to get men to find the courage to fight to, to get help have you seen over the last few years more men yeah, 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 yeah. loads, loads and loads and loads. Um, um, in fact, um, it's probably about 50-50 in terms of men, and, and all ages, actually, you know, young That's teenage cool. boys to sort of old, uh, really old, older men, you know, um, all ages. Um, and uh, um, so that's really pleasing, actually. Uh, really, really um, good to see, you know. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, pleasing yeah. for us to hear as yeah. well, because as yeah. I say, we, we we set up the podcast and do the radio show. We do it all just to, originally just to get men out, uh, to find the courage to get help. Didn't I, th- we? I think the, the method I use as well, the solution-focused hypnotherapy, works really well for men because you don't actually have to talk a lot. You don't mm. have to sort of put your feelings into words and try to express things. You don't, you don't. You just, you know, so, so men really quite like that, you know. It plays to sort of the, if we're being very sort of broadly stereotypical here, it does sort of work to, to men who stereotypically find it difficult to express emotions and things. You don't have to. Well, that's one of the, the hardest things yeah. I found when I when I went to counselling. Um, mm. The counsellor, the first thing she asked me is, "How do you feel?" And I couldn't really answer. Mm-hmm. I could because uh, I don't. My brain doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. I suppose I don't really think how I feel. Yeah. Um, 
so doing something like that where you, you're not really talking about that would probably be beneficial for myself as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that can sort of raise your stress hormone. If you, if you think, oh gosh, I don't know how, to, to, how I feel, and actually that increases your stress hormones, your cortisol, and actually sort of block it. The stress hormones, adrenaline and cortisol, block your flow of serotonin. So if it I always talk in terms of the neurochemistry because, you know, that's the bottom line. You want your serotonin flowing and also your dopamine flowing. So dopamine is what um, gives you reward and pleasure in activities and motivation, you know, it's a reward and pleasure system. So when your dopamine's flowing, you'll feel less of a need to seek that in other you know, in drugs or alcohol or whatever, you know, in other behaviors, because you, you, you're naturally producing this reward chemical, you know, and also with dopamine flowing, it takes less effort to do more things. You know, when dopamine, you aren't producing dopamine, it can take um, all the effort in the world just to get in the shower, you know, um, so, um, uh, or even to get out of bed, you know, so... Um, and that's when someone's, you know, depression's taken a hold. The brain isn't producing any chemicals when you, when you have depression. So... Um, so yeah, just going back to that, I keep going off on a tangent. Why well, well, so talking about that? But yeah, it's going back to just the chemicals you're releasing. So the, the, the method is all designed to just get is a, is a beautiful method to just get your brain producing that serotonin and that dopamine. And you do that. The best way of doing that is concentrating on those three P's: taking positive action, positive interaction, and positive thinking. You know, the more you do that, that's how you're going to get generate. So so yeah, that, so it's so been put into position that goes against sort of a, you know if you're primitive is it minds in control and then uh, you know it's um and you're asked to sort of step out your comfort zone it does um it, it's got, it does it, yeah and, and the traditional it's kind of like trying to get it was it's kind of like an exam and i got the first yeah. question wrong yeah. you know i didn't and know the answer yeah, to it straight absolutely. away uh-huh. and it's um, you know it, it can be helped it's like i'm not absolutely not knocking counseling it really has its uses and and, and trained counselors are phenomenal at their, their job but in my experience i haven't seen it get people well you know get people to generate those chemicals use the parts of the brains that are actually going to the part of the brain that's going is it makes decisions quick as clear as um is forward thinking and solution it's why it's called solution focused hypnotherapy not because i ask you as a therapist to come up with solutions because when you're primitive and, and overwhelmed your brain won't come up with solutions all you do as a therapist is to get you accessing the parts of the brain that generate your own solutions so you are rewiring your brain and your brain is coming up with the solutions itself you know um and it's um can be um, remarkably creative in the solutions and, and the positives it can find in any situation. Yeah. So just going back to that point, you know, I can imagine how your your cortisol levels would have increased when you were like, oh, you know, and then we're made to think, well, you know, so, yeah. We're back um, to being the fit kid at the back of the class, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, yeah. I put my hand up to shut me down yeah. so I'm not going to pull it up again. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's why um, they can't do the, the therapy, you can't do it wrong, you know, even when the hypnotherapy, and I have um, I had some really, um, really, really um, severely anxious teenagers um, on my books at the moment who really, um, uh, you know, struggle to sit in a chair you know actually thinking of the younger children that I see um, they won't sit in the chair and be um, having the therapy because they won't sit still so they'll colour or they'll play Lego you know so you can be remarkably creative and the brain still goes off into a trance so the, the point of the therapy is everything you do you can't do wrong you know because you, you can't you can't do hypnotherapy wrong there's certain exercises that do you can't do wrong whatever you, as long as your mind is turning in that direction and it will be because I ask you the question to think about it so that you, you can't do it wrong so you all the while producing serotonin because you're like oh look what I'm doing I can do this I can do this and you just um, you feel really good so therapy should be right (laughs) you saying 
young kids with Lego. So what is the youngest that you take? Um, I work, yeah, I, I work with eight upwards because oh, it's a different type of... It's still... Yeah. You, you, yeah, there yeah. are therapists Brilliant. who work with young young yeah. kids, but it's a different way of um, working with young kids because their uh, prefrontal cortex isn't developed, you know, so it's it's it's, it's a different way. Actually, it's, it's very interesting because their brain's very... When we're talking about imagination, you know, they're actually very... Uh, get, they get to the better very quick because they just to just go yeah you know I am Superman or whatever yeah. you know so mm-hmm. they, they, they it's, the imagination is so good but then the little stress buckets get filled up really really quickly you know um, so it's a different way of working but um so yeah. we want this to be like our dream and it has been ever since start education and we think if we could get these kind of conversations with people like yourself at primary school mm-hmm. and working with my daughter and mm-hmm. or, or we're all daddies and mummies here but if we could have our kids set up right at early doors so they're not in their 20s in their 30s mm. in their 40s and it, older you get it's got to be harder yeah. to rebuild the wall you know yeah. or we, we're plastering yeah. painting but if we can make the foundations younger mm. why is kevin angry why is kevin mm. shy why is and go it's okay but let's work around it yeah. And actually set them up in a better path of adulthood. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Fun? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think schools are getting better at it. If I compare to how uh, it was when I went to school, and so mental health wasn't really even it like wasn't, a, it wasn't, wasn't a thing, was it? No. So, um, um, you know, I think in, um, it's, there's a definitely more awareness of it, and 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 it's getting better. Uh, but yeah, basic. Um, just part of the curriculum, how the brain works. You know, in biology, you learn about the basic parts of the body, don't you? I always remember sort of learning about the different parts of the body. You know, just just learning how the basic structure of the brain, how the amygdala works, how your cortex works, how your prefrontal... You know, just basically understanding how your brain works. Because once you have that knowledge, you can't erase that. So that knowledge does help you to understand what's happening. So you maintain enough intellectual control in different situations. You know, so um, you know, just having that. Just kids, and I, I teach it to kids as young as eight. You know, it's um, you can you adapt the language the, to be age appropriate. So kids as young as eight get it. You know, you use different metaphors mm. to explain the primitive mind. You know, um, you know, one um, and just go tend to go with the child and what relates to them. You know. Um, and I think one child is using like metaphors of like, well, my primitive mind is like a race car and it goes really, really quick because it does. The primitive mind works quick. It's reactive. The intellectual mind is slower. So it's like, well, my it's like being on a yacht and things like that. So so they're just connected to it, how it feels to be in different parts of your brain, you know, um, and it's still doing the same thing. It's that awareness of to what part of their brain they're connected to at any moment, you know, um, and we do the same thing as adults and teach that in therapy so kids get it so um yeah i think we're getting better um but there's um you know it's you know kids with social media and stuff like uh, are um sort of a bit more vulnerable i think nowadays i think they are you know that the sort of developing brain is getting attacked a lot more on social media um um, and i do see a lot of anxiety at teenagers when we were kids we had our parents had a control over us you're not allowed to watch Terminator, you're not allowed to watch, we had a, a house television, or you might go around your friends and I might have had a video, mm. or someone might have had a, a magazine, but nowadays we shelter our kids and then you go to school and they've got an, an iPhone or yeah. any phone and, yeah. or a tablet and we're yeah. not aware of what they're seeing and a lot, even my daughter, like she's watching kids YouTube, yeah. watching, yeah. and there's, there's things and I think, like, unless you watch them 24-7, a lot of stuff I'm thinking that's inappropriate or she's watching a spoiled an American kid you know talking I'm thinking that's inappropriate but all that information 
is just going in, isn't mm-hmm. it? And it's a lot for their little brains to take in. Yeah, yeah, it is. And I think as well, unfortunately, with with which you get to sort of. Um, with school with bullying as well there's 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 less um, there's no sort of um, hiding away from it you know like it used to be sort of you can come home and be safe but if you're on online it sort of can continue online you know so yeah the people um, yeah the the young minds are are, uh, very vulnerable but um, but again that um, teenage brain is very uh, the neuroplasticity is you know that it rewires very quickly going through a lot of changes um, at certain ages, you know. So it really is a good time to have therapy because you are sort of creating these structures in the brain that last you for a lifetime in terms of developing your sort of uh, uh, traits and things for life. You know, that so you know these 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 experiences in teenage years really do form you. They're very formative. So um, actually, a good thing about that is you know therapy really does. Um, you know, or taking any positive action, you know, any any decision to to turn your life and do something positive. So whether that's taking up a boxing class or a dance class, or you know, something where you feel confident or you feel, um, you know, you enjoy looking at things you can do. Um, you know. Um, so look back mm-hmm. at teenagers, and it's such a weird time in life because am I allowed to fancy that person? Am I allowed yeah. to like this music? Am I allowed yeah. to like these clubs? And it. We're often so steered on what we believe, our friends or our, you know, and it's such a confusion with um, hormones and feelings and yeah. puberty. It's bonkers time, is it? And maybe that's the perfect time, yeah. once again, with education or if we can afford it, get our kids there and go, what makes you happy, Kev? Yeah. You know, and what are these feelings you feel? And it's okay yeah. to feel like yeah. this. yeah. Um, yeah, a teenager might not be able to put that into words. You might not get a lot out for a teenager because because vocabulary, you know, there's um, literally the brain is is trimming itself, so it's, it's cutting off a lot of, uh, you know. It's, you, you you do lose some skills until uh, you, you get them back, but you know that's why they sort of it's, uh, p- appear to sort of regress a little bit in terms of verbal skills, particularly. So, yeah, it's a uh, you know. Um, the teenage brain, the t- yeah, the teenage brain is 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 a special interest of mine actually. Um, so, um, in what way? Yeah, um, just interested in all the developments that go on, and also sort of the vulnerabilities of it. But also, yeah, just 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 a clinical special interest of mine. You know, um, that I I pursue in just, uh, yeah, just just like the clinical cases working with teenagers. Because uh, I yeah. think it's brilliant, like talking about this. I mean, how it's um, and how our minds. Well, we, we're we're all probably aware of it. Yeah, that, uh, obviously, our minds change from being a child to a teen to grown up to a, a father and mother, and our, our brains are constantly evolving. Well, I think it's great that you work with such a diverse selection of ages, and like um, you're never, you know, strictly speaking, never too young, you're never too old. So, mm-hmm. how would people get into a tree, Emily? Um, yeah, at, at the moment my website's down, so the best way to uh, to get in touch is, is best is through social media or or, or email um, inquiries at gravybanana dot com. That's the best way. But um, I'm on Facebook, Gravy Banana, and Instagram as well. So just message through social media at the moment is the best way as well. Um, and I'm on the Hagley Road, just outside the Ring Road. So I'll You're um, just by the old pig trace, weren't you? I am. Yeah, that's been knocked down oh, now. Cops, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say me too, but that's 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 saying too sticky much. Sticky floors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's a shame. It's down. But uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's completely gone now. So um, they're going to um, there's a residential home right there. It's so a, I'm just right next to that. Yeah. 
but yeah. it, I mean, it's wonderful and, and I'd say you've got to go and try that and like Emily posts these videos and uh, they are remarkable and I think social media has become the new for all the flaws, for all the negativity, mm. for all the badness it brings, it does bring a lot of good, doesn't it? Just, yeah. And it's all on, as Craig always said, it's our diet. A lot mm. of our diet we eat, but a lot of our diet we digest for our eyes or for mm. our ears, and it's it's what we put on our on our plate, isn't it? Yeah. There are so many good things out there on, on on social media, really, really helpful tips for talking mental health. Loads of resources out there, so it can be um can be a really uh, you know, it's, it, this could be really, really helpful. Uh, yeah, absolutely. There's um, a lot of people on there talking about their own experiences as yeah, well, aren't there? Which yeah. I think it goes on again to help other people. You know, absolutely. It's, I think yeah. you've got to make sure you're you're following the right account. Really. Yeah, yeah. In fact, we had uh, the Black Country Women Aid because uh, it's Go Purple Month this week for domestic abuse and uh, people in refuge. So, uh, if anyone would like to tap on to the Black Country Women's Aid, you can find them on social media, and they do a wonderful scheme where they're raising money. But as I say, domestic abuse, we're doing it at the Lions Boxing Club where we've got a, a pot there where people can put money in or bring in toiletries. So if anyone is interested, pop it up any time through the month and it's going to a wonderful cause. For so, for someone who's got nothing, a little bit goes a long way. And we were talking to Debbie and uh, Raj on Tuesday, wasn't it, bruv? Yeah. And they're saying, the thing is, we forget about refuge. You've picked that exact moment when you've got to leave the house and... We all, we all know we've been on holiday and you go, oh, goodness, I forgot my toothbrush or I forgot my comb. Imagine that being everything. You've had to just grab something, your favourite photos, your, your phone charge, whatever it is, and then you've, oh, blooming neck, I forgot Tiggy, mm. the baby's favourite teddy, and you can't go back in the house. So it's better be a time this month. And once again, Black Country Women's Aid, they don't just help women, they're doing a great scheme for blokes to, to check them out and, you know, just spare a bit of cash. Yes, www.blackcountrywomensaid.co.uk um, forward slash go purple. And you can find them anywhere. But Emily, it has been wonderful. We've still got another five or so minutes. And I mean, we always like to, we start on something positive and we like to end on something positive. So, I mean, what, what positive things are coming up in your life, Craig, at the moment? Oh, I knew he was going to come to me first. <laughs> um... I just think every day that comes to me, as as cliche as that sounds, you know, every day is a, is is a way, is an opportunity to work on yourself. And if you can find any kind of spirituality or mentality or whatever, you know, whatever draws your focus to your centre, then I'm thankful for the opportunity to be able to do that. And because I've I've taken the first steps now on on realising what makes me peaceful and what gives me mental control and and power, I just I'm just really focused on practicing that, so that's that's more positive coming up over the next week and next ten years, twenty years, and the rest of my life. Lee, anything positive coming up in your I'm life? Positive I'm positive. Well, I'm positive. I'm going to muck this timer up now, Kev. <laughs> now you've thrown it over to me. But no, it's my 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 youngest ber- daughter's birthday uh, on the twenty second. So I'm really looking forward to that. Getting Aww. getting together with with family and uh, having a meal. And Emily, I always like to end the show with. Have you got any quotes or sayings that have helped you get through life? Oh, I like the St- I like the Stephen Hawkins one uh, where it's like um, you know no matter how uh, how I can't remember off the top of my now. Um, so so the, the gist of it is like um, no matter how difficult life may seem, um, you know there is always something you can do and succeed at. Um, I like that one. That's that's that that one sticks for me. I like yeah. that one. 
It is so, so, so simple, isn't it? But it's so wonderful. Well, I mean, we're almost there now. Uh, Lee, who have we got coming on next Thursday? Next Thursday? It's domestic abuse. Again. Domestic. Oh, I can't remember a name. You threw it over to me again when I've got <laughs> things to do, Kev. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> um, and on Tuesday night, uh, the 19th, we're going to Cherry Davis's Curry Night, where John Reed, who's also been on the show, as well as Cherry Davis, will be doing uh, an evening raise of money for more manic. more. More... More mascots, please. <laughs> More mascots, please. <laughs> so that's going to be a wonderful night. Curry night down at uh, Indie Lux. Me, Lee, will be there having a cup of coke and raising money. So once again, thank you for being with us. Take care of yourselves and each other. Some things in life are bad. They can really make you mad. Other things just make you swear and curse. When you're chewing on life's gristle, that grumble, give a whistle. And this'll help things turn out for the best. And always look on the bright side of life. Always look on the light side of life. If life seems jolly rotten, there's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing When you're feeling in the dumps, don't be silly chumps Just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing Ain't always look on the bright side of life Come on! Always look on the bright side of life is quite absurd and death's the final word you must always face the curtain with a bow forget about your seat give the audience a grin enjoy it it's your last chance and out so always look on the bright side of death just before you draw your terminal breath a piece of spit when you look at it life's a laugh and death's a joke it's true you'll see it's all a show keep them laughing as you go just remember that the last laugh is on you and always look on the bright side of life always look on the right side of life
these days, especially you old people. All we're going to do is sit around and moan as you take your teeth away. Now come on girls, put the kettle on, have a nice cup of tea. That's it. Alright, come on you groovy disc jockey. Better get this rubbish off now. Now with your local news, I'm Mike Kelly. A West Midlands police officer who engaged in a relationship with a domestic abuse victim during the course of his duties has been dismissed. James Ancris admitted corrupt or other improper exercise of police powers at Wolverhampton Crown Court last month after he formed an inappropriate relationship with a woman in July 2017. He was suspended from duty following his court appearance and at an accelerated misconduct hearing yesterday, he was dismissed.